Hello and hi, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks and my very special guest today is writer-director Bomani J. Story, who has brought us a chilling and thrilling new horror feature, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, which is a title that just tickles me to death. And we are here to talk a little bit about this uh, this this stunning movie. Hello, Bamani. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Now, you wrote this, and it's obvious from the trailer that it's uh, got some inspiration from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, but uh, I... I, I see a little other influences from other horror stories in there. Can you go into that a little bit? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, like there was the, the classics that I love that I was referencing, you know, like I was really looking at a lot of 70s horror, you know, around that time um, into 80s or whatever. And so like uh, the original Black Christmas was a big one um and uh the original texas chainsaw massacre was a big one as well uh alien <laughs> which i really enjoyed um and uh you know of course like the shining is always going to be involved no matter what you like you know it's just in the veins of horror cinema at this point but um yeah i was just really looking at those and a little bit of halloween as well but i was uh really looking at those for for a lot of different things as uh, as i was moving through this movie so what type of horror inspires you? Because this this is a love letter to old horror, some of the black exploitation horror. I, you know, got a little taste of reanimator in there. Uh what 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 made you say, I have to make this story, I have to make this movie? Um, really it was like when I originally read the literature, um, I just knew that this was a story that's been interpreted, you know, a lot of different ways, but I felt like they were leaving a lot of stuff on the ground, on the floor, you know, that uh, was still really awesome with Mary Shelley, you know? And so that mixed in with, you know, I was, I grew up with two older sisters who shepherded me my whole life. So uh, the mixture of those things made me really, really, really need to tell this story. Like, you know, that really gave me the framework and the, the passion for this story. I I really like how this story touches on uh, different levels of societal pressure, the expectation for excellence, the expectation to have a perfect home life, a perfect family, and the ability or inability to overcome traumas that affect that, you know, perception of stability that you know western society wants to create for everyone that that was in my mind profound and i i really liked how it didn't distract from the monster tale but actually helped inform it where's how long did it take you to write this (laughs) um it was a while, you know, I, I wish I knew the exact amount of time. I just, but I do know the the years, like around that time frame that, it, you know, it was kind of formulating and it was really around the 2000, 
2015, 2016, all the way to 2018. It was around that range when everything started happening. You, you know, um, I don't know exactly how long um, it took, you know, could have, you know, it's like, I just know that I hit a point where it, uh, I stopped writing it around 2018. Um, and, then you know i did another major overhaul rewrite around you know 2020 um top of 2020 and then uh you know once it got picked up you know there were little tinkering and rewrites here and there but that was kind of the timeline for it but i can't say it was like oh i was writing it for like four years because i you know i just at this point it's like my brain i you know when i'm doing it i'm not really thinking about how long it's taking i'm just kind of doing it until I feel like it's right you, you know mm -hmm. getting getting it into production is probably mm -hmm. the biggest hurdle how much or did you have to adjust any of the story once you started dealing with all of the elements it says oh okay I have to put this on film how do I do this um there was quite you know it's like it's there's some there are some adjustments, you know, it's like I have a um, because I did a version of the script that was a, a uh, extreme faithful adaptation, you know, version, obviously, mm -hmm. from a modern lens or whatever. But um, there was one that was way more faithful to the novel itself. Um, but, you know, it became a thing where, uh, you know, trying to get it on film with such small like, uh, you know, resources, stuff like that became difficult. So you know, adjustments were made. But yeah, it was, uh, I mean, there's always going to be adjustments when you're going into production and, um, uh, and, and things like that, just in terms of just executing, you know, you're, you're dealing with so many different elements, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, uh, as a, as an old school horror fan, I truly, truly appreciate the, the adherence to practical effects. <laughs> wherever possible and oh my goodness I was not expecting to have uh, our young scientists go digging inside of corpses that was disgusting and glorious <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> shout out to uh, Christina Corum she was our one woman band she did all the gore and all the you know creature effects you know she she really smacked it out of the park mixed with our concept artist, uh, Tristan, who, um, who really went to town on, on the drawing of this thing. Like I, um, uh, I thought it was awesome. Now the, the, the monster, was any of that animatronic or was that all someone in a very, very well-crafted suit? That was all uh, a well-crafted suit. All of it was, <laughs> you know, all of it was practical. Uh, well, I mean, animatronics is practical too, but no, that was just our, our amazing actor, Adam, mixed with, you know, Christina's uh, incredible creature design makeup effects and our uh, our awesome costume designer, Kaylee Brenneman. She uh, she was putting all that together. So it was awesome. That that costume, that makeup, that's 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 worthy of uh, Stan Winston. That's that was just <laughs> gloriously gory. And, you know, give give my appreciation to the folks involved in making that. <laughs> oh man, I will a hundred percent tell them that um, because yeah, it's uh, they they want to hear it. They want to hear it. 
No, the names. <laughs> I, I, I I don't want to go into any spoilers, but are there any potentials for follow-ups to either Vicaria's story or, shall we say, Jada in ten years? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll see if the story comes to me. You, you know, like we'll we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I never never like to close any doors, but I also do feel like this story kind of leaves a uh, leaves you in a complete place. And I do like when stories give you something, an audience, something to think about of where it might go after, you know, and how you feel about that. So I think that's always like a lot of my uh, stories that I love that I grew up with always kind of leave you with a little bit of that, you know. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre ends that mm-hmm. way too. Same with Black Christmas. <laughs> oh, they all kind of have this uh, crazy ending where, you know, your thoughts can kind of keep traveling after that. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more from several of these actors. The the our our intrepid, uh, scientifically curious lead, uh, Leia. Yeah, Leia. She uttered a line of realization when she's with Jada at the end and the way she uttered that and the look of mad scientist glee on her face was so chilling and it was so amazing for for me as a horror fan to see that sort of you know, the sort of, you know, it's alive almost. And I was like, oh, my God, we need her in more horror movies. <laughs> no, Leia is, man, uh, I, she's incredible. She turned out a, a you know, a pitch perfect performance to me. I think she's a remarkable actress and, and I couldn't have asked for to be placed in better hands with her. You, you know, she really uh, she carried me throughout the movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, uh, man, much love. Shout out to Leia. Um, she's the greatest, man. I can't wait to see what she does in the future. I I just know she's just going to be putting in phenomenal work. Well, I am looking forward to having more people see this as soon as possible. Uh, but are you working on uh, anything else uh, in the in the genre fields, horror, science fiction, that sort of thing? Of course, of course. You know, I am working on, you know, I got my next script. It's a fantasy. Best way I can uh, explain it is Juice meets Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about that that one you know uh so you know everyone be on the lookout that's what's coming next baby oh my god that's a heady heady mix that that mashup <laughs> probably blew a few minds when you were going around pitching it didn't <laughs> Should I hope so you, oh. you know hope so you know um but until then you know we got the angry black girl and her monster in theaters june 9th that's right i can't wait to 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 get the word out, help get the word out, help signal boost this film because it is it is uh, low key and thrilling at the same time. Um, is is there any place online where people can uh, keep track of your work now and in the future? Um, I'm on IG. 
<laughs> that's about the place you can find me. Story is king. Any uh, any behind the scenes making of stuff for this? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, for for this movie, I mean, you can go to also uh, Angry Black Girl, uh, Angry Black Girl Film. That's the uh, that's the IG account for this as well. And you know, they'll be posting some behind the scenes stuff as well for that will be coming in the near future. Okay, just for selfish yeah. reasons, uh, mm-hmm. will will there be any uh, creator commentary or featurettes on the Blu-ray of this that I hope is in uh, in production? Oh man, I hope so. <laughs> it's like, I hope so. I think that'd be fun to talk through the movie with somebody and uh, and put it on there for the for the fans, for the people who want to hear it. I'd love that. So you know, tell the producers and distributors that y'all want it. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make some phone calls to the folks at Shutter and say, dude, we need this. This is this is necessary. This is completely yeah. necessary. Yeah, Shutter and ROJ, let them know. Will do, will do. Well, Bomani, thank you so much for sharing your your time and your enthusiasm with us today. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. It's uh it's a pleasure. I'm glad the the film connected with you. The movie is The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster from All Black Shudder and RLJE Films coming to you on June 9th on demand in theaters and on digital. And I am expecting a really cool Blu-ray with uh, extras and commentary on it. I'm just throwing that out there to the universe. You know, we need this. We need this. Yeah, manifest it. (laughs) Well, again, Bomani, thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi right after this. Pseudopod, the free horror fiction podcast brought to you by Escape Artists. It makes my bones chatter against each other and you sit up in bed. I scream as I remain a statue and then the fury in me becomes a raging hot thing in my chest. Each week, one story told well. There, writhing in lurid agony upon the floor was a short creature, perhaps two feet tall. It was covered with red, wire-like hair on every inch of its exposed flesh. From the most chilling and unsettling storytellers of the genre. The wind's up now, and the sackcloth is blowing in black tatters round it, making it writhe like the worms. Only, that ain't all sackcloth. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on the web at pseudopod.org, and on Patreon under EA Podcasts. Hi, this is Barbara Crampton, and you're listening to Slice of Sci-Fi. Ooh, scary. Once again, the movie is The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster from All Black Shudder, RLJE Films, available June 9th. And I I hope to get a release date later for physical media, DVD and Blu-ray, because this movie is fun and thought-provoking in a few spaces because there's a, it, it touches on not just 
other perceptions, other ideas about life and death. And it touches on some of the, uh, I'm going to say themes of what quality of life can be or the expectations of quality of life between society, what we consider popular society, and the realities of that for marginalized communities, marginalized people. And I wish he had more time in the film to talk about or to explain about our, uh, our intrepid heroine's actions because there's, there's no news. There's no news involvement in this community, but there's police involvement. And you hear just an off, casual off mention about a body snatcher, about missing people who are presumed to have been killed in the neighborhood from criminal activity and their bodies just vanish. And that isn't clear until later when she reanimates Chris, her brother, her previously dead brother. And I think I would have enjoyed seeing a little bit more played up about how isolated Vicaria feels. She's brilliant for her age, but the one teacher we see her interact with is dismissive of her intelligence. The people, her neighbors, her friends, well, she doesn't really have any friends, but the people she interacts with, you know, family, extended family, are just sort of tolerating her eccentricities, her curiosities, and her grief is never addressed. And it's her grief that drives her to do this experiment. And you're never quite sure if she's out of control mentally, emotionally. She's got a strong, strong grip, and maybe it's too strong. And that fight to reconnect with the life she believes she's lost because death is a disease that nobody's paying attention to that drives her and that there's a there's a fascinating substory in there that i would love to hear Bomani J story our writer and director talk about which is why i want a commentary track i want more i want more of the story behind the story in this film. And yeah, grief is trauma. Unresolved grief is trauma. And living 
in a situation where there's always gunfire and abuse, violence against children, against neighbors. Yeah, that's the very definition of PTSD. And seeing how unresolved traumas are manifesting into crazy is something we're kind of dealing with now in the real world in today's 2023, unfortunately. But I, I do recommend if you're a fan of old school horror with a, a, a sprinkling of social commentary and some fantastic practical effects, check out The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster when you have a chance. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about this movie or anything else we've talked about, feel free to call. The number is 602-635-6976. Leave a voicemail message. I will respond most of the time. I'll either comment on them on Twitter or uh, here in a future episode. You can also shoot me an email, summer at sliceofsci-fi.com. Or leave a comment in the discussion section on the website, sliceofsci-fi.com. And like I said, Twitter. At Slice of Sci-Fi, you can ask questions there. I do answer questions on Twitter uh, about indie horror, indie sci-fi, Marvel movies, DC Universe. I'm actually looking forward to Blue Beetle. That trailer is so much fun. Uh, What else do I talk about? Soccer, baseball, rock and roll. I'm sure there's some random other stuff I chat about on Twitter. Babylon 5. Since Babylon 5 is back in the news, I will definitely talk Babylon 5. You can listen to Slice of Sci-Fi on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple or Stitcher or over on Podchaser, please consider leaving us a review or a rating. Let folks know that you are enjoying the show here and maybe, just maybe, they should check it out for themselves. You can also check out, we've got some new stuff going on over on YouTube. Uh, We have reviews and some commentaries over there. Uh, YouTube.com slash at Slice of Sci-Fi over there. And we have some new materials coming your way. Some uh, old stuff coming back from the vaults just for your entertainment because people keep asking me about them. I'd like to thank everyone who is currently helping to support Slice of Sci-Fi and all of the podcasts and websites in the Slice of Sci-Fi universe. Your donations through PayPal, your pledges through Patreon really do help keep things going around here. Keeps the websites online, keeps the media online. So for that, I thank you for your support. And uh, if you want to consider adding your support, the place to go is patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. You can pick a tier, any tier, and 
everyone who is a current patron is eligible for perks. Every month I pick a email address out of the hat and that person gets to choose from a book, a DVD, a Blu-ray, a 4K from the uh, set of materials I have around here. I get a lot of review materials here and I just can't keep all of it. So you guys who are supporters get first dibs. That's some really cool stuff. And uh, it's a way to share the love share the good stuff with the folks who are helping support these efforts here. But if you're interested in helping out every now and then, instead of committing to a, a monthly pledge, the link to use is paypal.me slash sci-fi summer. And again, all those pledges and donations go to <laughs> keep all this stuff online for everyone to enjoy and share. You can also support by purchasing stuff through sliceofsci-fi.net. It's a little affiliate store we have. There's slowly growing the uh, amount of books and, and movies and TV shows that are there for purchase. Everything there is an affiliate link through either Amazon or Bookshop. And like I said, those affiliate links really... Uh, they, they add up after a while. So we have some curated stuff over there, some sci-fi and horror, indie films, some of them, some of them old school stuff that you probably haven't seen in 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I don't know how old everyone in the audience is, but there are movies made a long, long time ago that are still fun to check out. And some of them are finally finally coming around to being uh, released on Blu-ray or restorations in 4K. Dragon Slayer, that just came out on a restored uh, 4K, and it's gorgeous to look at. It really is. So check out the stuff over at sliceofsci-fi.net if you're, if you're feeling nostalgic, and support the efforts here at the same time. But that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. And we'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.